0: Hello, everyone. Welcome in. We are back here with Coach Ted Lasso and Coach JKB and myself, Coach V, talking about the Kilo Group. So the Kilo Group um, um, consists of Aberdeen, and then we have uh, Clearwater, Huntsville, and Riverside. So pretty fun group here. Um, I'm excited to kind of break down these teams and talk through it. And, uh, yeah, so let's start with Aberdeen. So, Aberdeen, you know, when you lose a guy like uh, Samuel Killo, that's that's so hard, you know. You can't really you can't really replace that and then they replaced it with the 92 100 class. So, um, it wasn't a high-ranked class for them last year 102 105, but the impact that Killo had 27 points a game. I mean, he was he was he's the all-time leading scorer in the PNTT history. Oh, nice. So, um that's huge for them, but he brings back four starters, um, and the three guys he brings in, they can all score a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure which one, uh, you know. I'm not sure if he, I'm not sure if he likes or Um, You know, they look they look decent, but not great. Um, O'Bannon can really um, pass nine point four assists per game. So that's pretty huge for a guy like that, at point guard. Um, but, you know, he's going to need some scoring. And, you know, is he going to rely completely on Emmanuel Wright? I'm not sure, you know. Uh, the rest of the guy, he, the way he played last year was kind of it, it, Wright and uh, kilo and the rest of the guys just rebound play defensive pass. So it'll be interesting to see how he uh, approaches this year. Um, yeah, what do you think?
1: Hard to see where the scoring is going to come from outside of Emmanuel Wright. Uh, do they take Rink, the the freshman who's six foot three, only shot fifty four percent true shooting in high school, but he did have good handling ratio. So maybe, maybe that benches O'Bannon because Rink can put in uh, you know sixteen points a game, and they might need that more than they need O'Bannon's nine assists. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you know, al- it almost makes you wonder if the returning shooting guard Ben. Benjamin Cargile might find yeah. himself a spot on the bench because, yeah. you know, a guy who doesn't score at all, but you brought in in this freshman class guys who can move the ball around, get you those assists that Cargile was mostly there for, assists and steals. But, like, a single-digit game score is just – it's hard to swallow and you have to imagine. At least, at least the job is at risk. Um, yeah. so who knows if they want to go ban it at point guard and just have a pass first guy and then see what rink you can do at shooting guard or, you know, see if they need to move Cargyle and Brooks around. It is kind of goofy seeing a six, three, uh, small four to six, seven shooting guard. So, you know, either the, either the returning shooting guard or small, small four, not bringing any scoring to the table. So I think, I think there's a lot of options in how to move these pieces around, just see what can get the most points on the board.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm not sure if NAF posted anything about um, Aberdeen's uh, class. Uh,
1: no, he didn't. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wonder about coach's focus on this one too. And I, I hope he posts in defense of himself. But uh, when I look at uh, so Cargill and Brooks, you notice it's it's kind of odd with a six seven shooting guard, a six three small forward. He was actually hot swapping them for most of the season last year. Um, but then he stopped at one point, uh, about, uh, when was it at, he was moving him back and forth until game 14. And then for the last 10 games, he just sort of let him where it was. Uh, so I'm wondering if he was, he was playing defensive matchups, right? Maybe Cargyle is a, is a tall defensive guy. You see all those steals and blocks playing on the wing, 1.5 steals, 1.1 blocks. So maybe Cargyle was getting defensive assignments and they just yeah. sort of stopped, stopped chasing. Yeah, it could be. So he did post
0: on the Conference 21 board, and he said they'll be opening exhibitions with Brooks at point guard. He's plus six. Okay. Um, Artis at okay. shooting guard, who's plus eight. Um, Cargyle at small forward, Smith, and then Wright. O'Brandon coming off the bench, he's plus four minus one. Um, Bright is plus five minus one. So
1: that's huh. something,
0: you know. Hmm. Um, I Man,
1: that's crazy that artist is plus eight. Yeah, I was thinking that. I'm looking at his numbers. i see so no Like
2: excellent rebounding or something?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. O- 0. 0.0 steals as a 6'3 backup small forward. Do you think he should be in people's pockets? All yeah. Right.
2: Huh. Interesting.
1: Yeah, interesting. Only
2: but... only person on the team with a negative plus minus last yeah. year,
0: too. Oh, man. That's but a gonna, thought, but – But he's going to be playing him at – He's going to – I think he said he's going to start him at shooting guards, so – We'll see how yeah, that goes. Better if, fit, yeah. He's got, so, he's got the numbers, the ratings. If I mean, he, he didn't say where they were. It doesn't matter, but I mean, um, when there's eight
2: of them, it's gotta be somewhere helpful.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can't have it sure. all rebounding, right?
0: For sure. So that should be, that should be interesting. Um, Yeah. Just how he, and he's moving Brooks back to a uh, point guard. So that'll so, be right. interesting to how that, how that works. They're going to need scoring and hopefully, uh, Hopefully artists can provide that for them. And he's probably playing opposition. Small Ford is just I mean, yeah. it's tough to play when you're 6'3. Right. All right, let's look at the next team. Clearwater. So they um they brought in the one this the seventy one one oh four class replacing <laughs> replacing the sixteen seventeen class. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So they bring in some height with Toby um, Getzola okay. and Michael Troutman. Um, both guys are, I mean, they didn't score a lot seven point three and five point seven, but pretty efficient what they did score. Um, that now. whole
1: class is under twenty points per game combined. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's tough, man. That's tough.
0: But it's nice knowing that you got guys who you know, if they if they get the ball down low or they get a rebound, they can put it back, and they're gonna they're not just gonna clank it every time um and then they got their point guard press back and barger jeffrey barger who you know not a great shooter but 9.8 assist um it's gonna be an interesting team so they're they're returning you know everyone except sean grandy and sean's a really solid player for them um a defensive lockdown type guy um but you know you got jeremiah mitchum Stephen schultz um you know, Mitchum could definitely play um, stay at shooting guard or play point guard. Maybe move to small forward. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure if they're going to play Troutman at um, center or not. Um, what do you guys think? and move everyone. Phillips already yeah. played some small forward last year.
2: So. Yeah, they they definitely have some flexibility here. I think you know it's nice. You know, we joke the freshmen don't really bring in any scoring, but they didn't really graduate any of it. So I think that might yeah, actually didn't need fit it. pretty well. Uh, with this team. And I know, I mean, you, th- you think a couple years back with uh, Clearwater having, being anchored by John Washington, right? So yep. may- maybe that's one of the goals to have, you know, these freshmen play that role of actually having some, some ro- more real height down low and then being able to slide some guys up. So, I mean, like, you know, like you said, Corey Phillips has definitely played small for it before. It seems like he can be suited for that position and then, Maybe just have more more of a rebounding edge, although they didn't really have much issue with rebounding last year. So, um, interesting to see how they fit um, this roster together. But I will say, based on how the freshman classes shook out, I you know it does seem like Clearwater is actually the one seed of this group, despite yeah. it you know being being Aberdeen pre uh, signing day.
1: And and Clearwater has been a consistent deep challenger uh, tournament. Tournament wise, here in the PNTT, they're like always in the brackets, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. they've they've been how they've been three finals so far, at least two. Yeah. They've won two. They've um, won two, sure. and I think they lost another one. So, yeah, yeah they, they're they're used to having success early in the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a great coach. You know, JD knows what he's doing. He always gets his guys ready to play, and I feel confident that he's going to figure out what's the right move and how to how to fit these guys together. I think it makes a lot of sense to play the two passing freshmen, the point guard yeah. and um, the that center and just like feed the other three guys who already know how to score um, a lot. So, all right, let's move on to Huntsville. So Huntsville brings in the 56, 52 class replacing the nine twenty-five class. And it's tough when you lose guys like, um, yeah. uh, like Colton Wilson and, you lose uh, Alan Banda, um, Charles Maloney, who didn't play the whole time, but you know these. This is this is a re- one of the best classes. But they brought in some solid guys. Um, Quentin O'Connor um, played power forward. Did I mean he did all right with with his points? Um, is Stephen uh, Woodell. Uh, I mean, it looks like everyone can kind of pass, defend a little bit score if they have to but no one's like super fit i mean none of them are very efficient necessarily but you know you got three guys that can pass and you're still returning um guys like parker perro and uh Mm -hmm. and uh who's the other guy that i was thinking i I guess that's the main one right (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, Sutton's
2: the other starter returning, but, you know, it seems seems like more of a glue guy than anything. So, solid player for sure.
0: Mm hmm Yeah, they might have some problems scoring, but, you know, he's got a really highly rated class, you know. You look at their team in preseason, they're ranked number 21. So, hopefully you can figure it out. Last year they made the PTT for the first time in a a couple years. Um, But... Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um someone's gonna have to step up. And usually when when you're forced with some having people to step up, people do step up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so so this is the coach who's our our tableau whiz, right? This guy likes to put out some uh some yeah, high efficiency stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it's funny, too, because if you look, I'm just sort of looking at the team stats, right? Because none of the players jump off the page except for the guys who graduated. And, you know, it looks like everywhere across the board, they're always outplaying everybody by a little. Um, you know, it's not like they try to devote to one thing and try to excel in one place. They're just slightly better with uh, hitting extra three-point shots and slightly better with the rebounding. So, you know, they don't try to dominate or take over any one thing. And that that's reflected in this freshman class they brought in. Um, I, I know it's fifty-six, fifty-two, which is a little vanilla, but they're just sort of a little good at everything, mm-hmm. and it looks like that's how coaches running the team. Now, the big problem this year, you mentioned some scoring loss, and maybe they can fill that in, but you can't fake height, and and they lost their only s- starting big guy, six foot eight, yeah, and uh, you know they get a six-nine guy they left on the bench last year, so you got to expect that he's not that – a six-ten guy. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah, six eight, six nine, and six ten. But well, the six, six ten guy nine, did start a couple times, so yeah, and and couldn't hold it. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of curious if if Hickman gets in and keeps that job, is he enough to make them tall? Because you know, I mean, the last couple teams we talked about, Clearwater and Aberdeen, they're they're set up front. You know, they've got six ten, seven foot. Um, th- these other teams have the height, and I just don't know if. Uh, if Huntsville are ready for that, that low post stuff they're going to deal with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no surprise Hickman lost his job last year to Banda, uh, band, who sure. had a heck of a season. So, uh, you know, I'd like to think that Hickman will be able to, uh, fill that role, which is so Quentin O'Connor, the freshman coming in, doesn't get thrust into that. I don't know if he's really ready for that role, but you know, might be more suited for, a. A power forward role if they're able to move Parker Perro down, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, it sucks whenever you graduate three starters, but I think they, I think they brought in the right positions for what they need this year.
0: Yeah, we'll see how they can do. I mean, it's just going to be tough because, I mean, this isn't a crazy region, but I mean, there's definitely talented teams. There's no, there's no cakewalks in this region, right? Um, And then. Aberdeen, Aberdeen rebuilding and, uh, and Huntsville rebuilding a little bit. Clearwater looks like the favorite, but they don't seem like an overwhelming favorite necessarily. I feel like on, the, on any given night, Huntsville could take them down. So we'll see. All right, let's look at Riverside, the ring, coached by Coach A-Dog, 911. They brought in the 186-199 class, replacing the 219-215 class. So, hey, you get better, right? <laughs> um you know, probably not the class you wanted, but you know, when you're when you're losing, um, you know, one of your NAs, none of your starters, um, sometimes you can afford stuff like that, and you got guys like, I mean, honestly, Brennan Shavers doesn't look like a horrible player. You know, he he shot fifty five point four percent true shooting, six assists, only less than two turnovers. That could be um, something. Doesn't look like he's a great defender, but um, it's something what yeah what do you guys think about this team
2: i mean losing any class in which both rankings start with the two and yes. are three <laughs> digits long you know that's that's always a good feeling right like yeah the, there's no love lost in in that graduation but yeah it's a, it's a really interesting team i mean they don't they didn't lose any starters so i think they bring a core nucleus that you know, I think are all solid players. I think, yeah. You know, there's there's a few areas where you'd like to see some improvement. You know, maybe maybe some more defensive and team oriented production out of Julian Cowie, the yeah. uh, shooting guard from last year. But I definitely, I definitely think, you know, it's a nice group of guys they brought in that are able to do you know a few things and move the ball around. Where I think it's it's going to be interesting is. You know, not that they really graduated it, but they definitely didn't get any taller with this class mm-hmm. either. So I think that's just going to be a continuing problem from them that persists from last year to this year.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. So this is in my conference, right? And and I know that Coach A Dog really wants Joe Whitesell to become a like a, a household name, or at least at least in the yeah. town of Riverside. Um, <laughs> Whitesell is talented. He's a good shooter. He just doesn't like to shoot much. So. They've ended up sharing the load a bit, but boy, I tell you what, I think in the first couple games, at least we'll see the coach try to funnel the ball to Whitesell more, just to see if he can force the team in that direction. And if you want to talk about bookends, Whitesell is very talented, does a lot of work at center, and their point guard is an amazing glue guy. I mean, uh, 2.5 steals per game last year, next to his almost six assists. Uh, yeah. That was a breakout season, but it's kind of something we saw we saw coming because we do a lot of in-house scrimmages before season starts, and, and Chapman is always a disruptor. I mean, he's just a really he's a he's a force at point guard.
0: Yeah, and hopefully, if he, I mean, honestly, all those guys can bump down a little in shots. They're all taking right. about the same amount of shots. You know, honestly. White cell's taking some of the least amount of shots, which I know he's trying. That's not something the sure. coach wants. Sometimes that's really hard when you got a center that that does that. But you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Chapman. You know, put him at like, uh, put him at like three three because he's not a bad three point shooter sure. necessarily. But I'm like, down. hey, really, like, let's focus on getting everyone else involved. Let's focus on really getting White Cell involved. And if he can do that, I mean, White cell's, it, most people don't have a guy that can necessarily really shut down a seven footer you know right it's tough enough just finding a guy that's 6'10 that can do anything let alone a guy that can um, stop a guy like that so um I mean, yeah it, yeah
2: yeah i do think though you know would love to see some more scoring production out of white cell but i do think coach kind of needs to light a fire under his butt a little bit right how are you getting out rebounded yeah, by the guy next to you is four inches shorter. than you. <laughs> like that's embarrassing. Come yeah,
0: on, man. Right. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Ooh, maybe. Yeah, maybe you should. Hey, you know what? Maybe playing him at power forward wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, he Love get them. the he get uh, get a few more touches, and you know, it's not like joins is getting destroyed on the. He it's not like he's getting destroyed on the glass. So yeah, yeah might he might get the
2: zone. Better-
1: might get the better defensive matches but and that could drive some extra shots.
0: And based on Joins' his, uh assist assist numbers and his shooting numbers, sure. you don't really want him touching the ball that much and centers <laughs> <Right. touches> it. <laughs> It's like I don't really want you shooting and you also don't pass that well. So, but you just do get rebound the rebound. Well. Just get the rebound and we'll come take the ball from you. We'll yeah. come get it from you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um well, players to wa- or yeah, who do you like to win this group first?
2: I I feel pretty similar with this group as last group is. It seems very hot, you know, top heavy with that the the highly ranked team in this instant being Clearwater. You know, I, I do like what Aberdeen returned, but I think they're gonna have to find their identity now that Kill kilo is is gone. And um, while while I do you think that Huntsville and Riverside definitely took steps forward this past season? I just, you know, Clearwater's just had so much success in this tournament. It's hard to imagine them not doing it again this year.
1: Yeah. And I think Clearwater's lineup is, is sort of placed out right before them nice and neat. They get a guy for each slot. Uh, I think Aberdeen might have to do some experimenting to figure out actually what, what'll make things click now that Kilo is gone. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. You know, um
0: obviously jD's such a such a good coach you know he yeah. he's done it in multiple leagues, but really he he owns this tournament um, nice. you know, and it's really hard to it's hard to pick against him um everdeen has had a lot of success in the regular season the last couple of years I think they went six and0 both times, but Boston maybe the first or second round they haven't even they haven't i don't think they've even made it to a semifinal the pNTT. But That's hard to do, you know. That's that's hard to do. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's Clearwater too. Aberdeen's got a tough schedule, and um, yeah, so I think it's gonna.
1: End I bet up you were true. sitting there thinking about that plus eight though on, on Aberdeen, right? <laughs> I know, I know. He, he's like, just... <laughs> he just he can just manufacture like huge talent off the bench. So, yeah. I, and I get the I get the appeal there, but.
2: Yeah, I I will say, though, not all plus eights are created equal. I've had a a plus eight that I was so excited bringing him in, and then by the time he graduated, he was on the N.A. You just just hated him. Yep. Yeah, it was just like, I don't know how are you managing to be this bad when you're plus eight, but hey, (laughs) you know, sometimes plus eights play like plus threes, and sometimes plus threes play like plus eights.
0: Sure. Yeah, and maybe, honestly, you look at his team last year, that team was predicated on getting the ball to Kilo and letting him work. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know if uh, guys like Artis really had a chance to show, you know, and hopefully yeah. this is this year. So we'll see. Okay. Cool.
1: Um, yeah, players to watch in this group. I'm looking at Clearwater again. I I feel like Jeremiah Mitchum could could always be an All-Pro type guy. He just doesn't seem to take the volume because he has some good t- talent around him. But uh, if if he gets a chance as a six-six shooting guard, big frame, always shoots you know fifty percent or higher from the field and can hit threes mm-hmm. and play defense, uh, he's a he's a matchup win every single game. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I definitely think Emmanuel Wright for Aberdeen will be a okay. fun one to watch. Um, yeah. And I would also like to see, you know, like we mentioned, the guys off the bench he's planning on bringing in. It would be interesting to see what they can do. But then I also think for Huntsville, you know, with graduating three seniors, I, I have to imagine either like Wydell or Neely in this freshman class can make some sort of impact. I don't know if they will be big scores and really flash, but I think they're going to make really solid contributions to this team.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I'll mention White Cell. So I think. Yep. I'm hoping for a big, big tournament for him. Um, he needs it, you know. And he just—I feel like you know—you give you give a guy a little bit of taste, of confidence, and it can go a long way. Great. All right. Cool. Well, next up, we'll be up with we'll be talking about the Davis Group and everyone's uh, favorite coach, Coach Porter. <laughs> oh God.